With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's going on, Facebook Live? Welcome to the world of Sims Lefko and Miller. Pound them out, Sims. There we go. Bang, give him one. And I want one, too. All right, we are live what is on up Facebook. With that? Where is your all right okay? I mean, what, I mean well, we're, it's Facebook Live right. slash Sims and Lefko. For, right. So for the listeners of Sims and Lefko listening, we're actually doing this episode live. So we're going to get live comments. It's episode 61. So do you have a 61? Man. I, I did no thinking about 61. I did 61. absolutely no thinking about 61 either. Do you Holy know anyone cow. that wore 61? No. Uh, if you know someone that wore 61, comment section below. To producer Josh, do you have a Rutgers 61? There were no guys on the 2006 Rutgers football roster that wore number 61. Seriously, so I do look not up have... famous jersey number 61. Get to I actually... In the meantime, control room, let me see those beautiful faces, the beautiful people that make this all possible. Hey! Whoa. I don't know. Jake's holding up something. I can't read it, Jake. I don't have good eyes! I don't have good eyes. Alright, uh, can I see Gabe's stinky things? Can I see these things? Oh, oh yeah, the Facebook Live just got a taste of Gabe's fingers. So, so it's disgusting. Sports has like a database where they keep track of all this yes. stuff, and their 61s are Bill George, Bob DeMarco, and Nate Newton. How did oh, Nate, Nate Newton! Newton. Those are their van of cocaine. How do we not get <laughs> Nate Newton? Facebook <laughs> Live, all right? Come on, I'm at Miller. Oh, my God. No, but seriously, he really? did do that. He did that. Um, all right, so this is our last kind of big hour-long podcast before the NFL draft, and we want to kind of do a lot of things today. We want to stake our claim. Which guys do you really want to attach your name to for the next five years? We're going to do bold predictions. We're going to have a man crush draft where we each get a few guys. I've made some, too. Right. I don't want you to see about guys that we want our team or just really have enjoyed through this process. Sure. But we want this to be an open conversation. And on Facebook Live, we've never done the podcast live. Right. Any comments you have, what do you think of my shirt? Bring I, it on. What do you think about Sims's face? Is it weird looking? Awesome I think as so. always. Yes. <laughs> Put it in the comment section below. What questions do you have for Matt Miller? Because you get hundreds of questions a day yeah, on Twitter. Chance. This is your chance to yep. ask it live. We're going to shout you out, hook you up. I kind of like the podcast live. Yeah. We've been doing this live as it seems anyway. Uh, but one thing I like to do on the podcast is we are the day before the draft right and I, I think you know the day before the draft for us we're running around we're getting video ready we're getting things printed out the day before a test I'm Frank what are NFL teams doing the day before the draft is everything done no. or are they still scrambling what do you know just from being with the Patriots I mean like NFL coaches or th- their work's done so they're just really worried about their OTAs things like that they're not doing any more prep for the yes. draft that's out of their hands Front off, front offices. Uh, yeah, like what were they? What were you doing? Like when you were in the room watching, were you watching film the day before? Yeah, or, was- or I, yeah, I still could have been making tapes of guys. They said, you know what? Uh, we might want to sign this guy in the last yeah. day of the draft as a free agent. You know, here's a DVD of his plays. Can you put it in and make a tape for Belichick or Nick Casario so they can watch it real so quick? So it was more the, the later guys. Really late. You I mean, make sure that anyone whose name right. could come up, you better have a tape. Exactly. Card. Gotcha. Right. But right. The, like what general managers today, they're stacking the board. Like this is it. Like you've done all the work. You right. do that Today's today. The, you don't do that in, like last no, week. You did today. They might you have, have it's constantly yeah. reconfiguring too, just right. because of things they hear. T- teams, you know, they have connections with that maybe have led them to know what they're thinking a little right. bit. 
So there is certainly some reorganizing. So you're still telling going me on. like GMs and stuff are in the board right now and going, I have J- Jalen Ramsey yeah. as my number one. I have Tunsil as the my Giants number two. The Giants and Jets are, are in New York right now stacking the board. But I would say this. I would say a lot of those, um, all, almost all teams are very confident in kind of the first round, those top few picks, top players. Uh, that's all organized. I think now mm-hmm. it's about formulating a game plan as far as, oh, here's the second, third round. What if this guy goes two picks before right. us? Where are we going to go? What direction? That's where it really comes down my, to. My other question would be, are they also, have they been talking trades all week? I'm seeing a lot of buzz about the Browns want to trade. That was are the they on the phones yeah, a lot right. right now? There's a lot of, okay, we're at 11, you're at 8. If this guy's on the board, would you be, if, or if our guy's on the board. So a lot of contingency. You're so they're not making, do, yeah, do they make deals before they see how the draft unfolds? I've or never they, heard of that happening. Okay. Well, I'll say this, and and listen, I'm not you know any expert, but my year working in the front office with New England, uh, I the day before I stert- certainly started to hear the phone ring in that that room we've talked about a lot with the garage door that closes all over the so, players. Yeah, so for people that haven't listened right. to Sims and Luff go before, this was a room where Belichick would go in and you, only the head honchos and Robert Kraft would go in. John Robinson, had, who's now the GM of the Titans, he had a key to get in there and look and at it. And there was another right. key needed to lower or raise this metal door over, over their the big board, board so right. no one could see it. So you're saying today, the day before the draft, the phone starts phone ringing. Phone starts to ring. And, there, and we didn't always have people in that room, right? Because, like, what if Belichick and them are not in their meeting at that time? You so wanted to pick it I up, I had to go you? pick it up, you right? Would? So I had to because they'd be like, somebody got to pick up that phone. So it's who was on the Bob other Bob Quinn, who's now the GM of the, the Detroit Lions, he was in that office. John John Robinson there. They would just yell out of their office, what are you guys going to pick up that phone? And I'd go pick up the phone and be like, uh, New England Patriots, please. And, and then who the would first it be? Time, it was Trent Baalke the first time I answered the phone. Yeah. The GM of the 49ers. Yes, which was really interesting. I was like, oh, hello, Mr. Baalke. And he was like, oh, I'm trying to talk to Bill. And I was like, well, uh, well hold on. Let me get somebody that can direct you in the right direction. And, and then we got him amazing. on with me. Well, I know in Kansas <laughs> City, when John Dorsey goes home every night, yeah. he shuffles the board. So that if someone really? walked in and like, took oh, a picture or right. was trying to leak anything, they have no idea. They have really no idea because right. his he changes it every night. Interesting. Right. Is that so the, phone number readily available? Like, where does that phone number exist? That's like, a good question. Is there a Rolodex? Yes, there is a Rolodex as far yeah. as, yes. They actually, I, I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. The, they have to, every team has to submit a number for right. the other teams to call, to call in to so the trade trades. things can work. Right? Yeah, because you want to be able to access anybody. So that's why the time. day before, he's calling the draft meeting room, but there's nobody in the draft right, meeting right, room right. the day before. So he's called that room because that's the number. it's not a phone number that's in the yellow pages that your average person No, call definitely not. They have like one of those phones that's it's going like to be. Phone. Right. I mean, it's got like six lines on it and yeah. five people to pick it up. You guys talked about contingency plans. How many do you think these teams are working out in terms of if they go here and we go there. Do you think they're ready for any situation? I think they are. These guys, they read mock drafts because they want to know, okay, like, they might not put any value in how guys like myself view players or needs, but they want to know what possibilities are. Yeah, and, what if it did fall out and that I, way? I can't tell you how many times, this, the first time this has ever happened to me, to have a, a team call and be like, okay, wait, what are you hearing about this team? Because they want as much information as they can get. Right. So sometimes there's, you know, there's competition there and you don't want to leak any of your plans. There are other places like Bob Quinn and John Robinson. Right. They've probably talked about what each of them would like to do, yeah. even, though, even though they pick at 15 and 16. So there's sure there are contingencies. The right there. All right. I was going to say, the other interesting thing, too, is, and I always found this interesting in New England, and we hear about this a lot in the scouting right now, and I'm sure he knows teams that do it, too, but the, uh, the round grades. Oh, I put a third round grade yes. on this prospect. 
teams like New England don't do that. They don't put a round grade on a player. They do not do that. Really? They go on a point grading scale system. And that makes it very easy for them to organize where they have players exactly. listed. So if Jalen Ramsey is a 6.9, Vernon Hargraves is a 6.7, but, you know, uh, Jerron Reed might be a 6.8. So now they've so are automatically. So it's easier to compare position to position. Exactly and right. That's how I do my rankings. Like if you look today, the big board came right. out. It's the same deal. But I know teams that do, oh, we have a 1-3, and that means he's a first round. We take him late first. But then you have to organize all your one threes and stack them in order. Right. Jeez. And then figure out how you want to organize your one threes. This is made for football coaches right. with OCD How many one issues? threes could you potentially have? I mean, you probably have, in a good year, maybe eight. Okay. I mean, uh. there are never 32 first-round players in the draft ever. And even among really? those eight, you're I've still stacking it. it perfectly so right. that you know the one through eight. Yeah, so if, right. if our pick comes up at 31 and we have five one threes on the board, you, you're taking the top guy is how it's supposed to work. Man. So, right. best I've never heard this stuff before. We talk about, but, I'm sure yeah. people on Facebook haven't. Again, if you have any questions or comments about what's going on. And we actually do have a talk. comment that we'd like to run. Okay. Really? We got our first Already? comment. Really? And it's a good one. All right, first comment. It's from oh, my, my mom. Nice. Oh, Mama Lefko. Oh. Tell the boys Mama Lefko is watching. Hey, yeah. Mama Lefko. I want to say hello. Oh. What do you want to say to her? Uh, I really like your mom a lot more than I like you. Yeah. Mama Lefko. And I, I, can do a random, I can do a that. random radio interview in like Tucson, and my mom will be like, great job. And I'd be like, how did you? I didn't even tell anybody I was doing <laughs> That's that. That's the opposite mom, of my you're family. the best. I love you. <laughs> yeah, they call you during my, videos. Uh, my family was like, uh, what did you do today? I was like, oh, I made 10 videos. Really? What, what were they on? Oh. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, we'll watch them someday. Anyway, can you pick yeah, me up? Right. Uh, the other thing that I want to ask you guys is I feel like your views of the draft ha- has changed drastically uh, in terms of before you were the you know low level in the totem pole, weren't allowed. Then you came here and you were kind of trying to figure out what it was like as an analyst. Right. And now you're doing all the guys. You're watching a few hundred. Right. You start off with, with Bleacher Report and you kind of wanted to get into it. Right. And then you started off as the guy doing mock drafts. And now it's changed dramatically. So I want to start off with you. How has the, the draft changed in terms of when you first started? What was your yeah. first draft like as Bleacher Report's draft guy? My first draft doing video was 2012. So it was like Andrew Luck. And it was just, hey, we're going to do five picks. We're going to do a video and break them down. Yeah. So what obviously about now, even just like the mocks before that? Like when was oh, your first time? The first time I did a mock draft, I was a senior in high school. So 2001. Right. Yeah. And I, but I was hooked. You know, like it was all I, all I thought about. Right. Yeah. Well, the first time I did one that someone read. Yes. I was doing them when I was eight, you know, before there yeah. was even internet. I was, like, pounding one out on the, the computer home and printing it out. What so. about your first one on Bleach Report? What year was that? that it would have been 2011 would have been my first one. So pretty historic draft class. Cam Newton, right. J.J. Watt, yeah. right. really, really good draft what class. What was your big Man. hit in that draft class? I was, it was awful, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My, in that draft class, I'll, the one thing I'll say, I really liked Andy Dalton. Like, I thought he was a first-round quarterback. Right. And you look at him compared to Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locke, or Christian Ponder, right. he has, he's been a lot better than the other quarterbacks. Yeah. So that's probably one thing I actually hit on that I don't give myself enough credit for. Back, so, back then, were you just kind of guessing? Were you reading other places? And then how does yeah. that compare to now? Oh, talk? then then I was guessing. It was, um, you know, I would read the draft magazines. I would watch, you know, the broadcast networks and be like, okay, well, this is what I think. I mean, I watched college football all the time, but I wasn't informed that's completely different now because because of this platform. Now you get yeah. The teams what's calling happening you. now? 
oh, I, I was up till four in the morning doing a mock draft because every time I got a pick in, somebody would call me and they would be like, oh, here's more information. You know, right. you, have, you have players calling you being like, this team's showing a lot of interest to in me. They're asking for practice tape. They're asking for my phone number. They're yeah. like, talk about flight information. So now, like then, if I got some picks right, it was luck. Now it's more about all the information that you can pull in. Yeah, and right. what has your evolution of covering the draft been like? What do you think of it now compared to being a player? Well, uh, well I mean, as a player, I mean, I was topical. I mean, you know, of course I knew I, as a player, I just knew the top guys, the first round names, let's say, yeah. uh, the top quarterbacks. And was my team interested in drafting a quarterback that I was going to have to compete with? <laughs> yeah. Or, or when I was the starter, are we going to draft some old linemen to protect me? Which actually they did do the year, the you know the the draft before I got hurt. But then I went to the New England. I got there, got a really big taste of it, uh, and, and really got learned learned about evaluating players. That was the biggest thing. What did you learn from that? What did you not know, and then what did you know? I, I think little, just little things. First of all, being able to maximize your tape, like watching tape, right? Uh, you always go, I mean, how did you pick out which defensive tackle he was? Well, guys like John Robinson, the GM of the Titans, taught me little tricks like, hey, if you want to know who he is, you know, pay attention to like where the wristbands yep. are. Like, so I'll go in and watch you film with Sims, right. and, and right. he'll be like, he'll be like, oh, did you see Ramsey on that play? I'm like, how can you see Ramsey? The guy's this big. He goes, he's the one with the towel coming out. And I'm like, yep. oh, so John Robinson taught you Definitely. That. Those are little things that just made it more efficient. So you're just sitting there going, which guy is he? I and can't checking tell. numbers right. and stuff. Checking it's numbers. not always HD. Yes, exactly right. And with yeah. all the crazy college uniforms, it can be very hard to see the numbers sometimes now with, like, you know, Ohio State wearing all black and these little red numbers. Yeah. You, um, yeah. Film, you're like, what the heck? Who is that guy? Yeah. So things like that. Things about evaluating offense and defense alignment. One of the, like, I can remember defense alignment. The, I, we've talked about it. The amount of time you're on the ground, things like that. Yeah. That was heavily downgraded in New England. And I was like, why? This guy makes a lot of plays, but there were, we don't have a very good grade on him. Well, he's on the ground a lot. You know, that means he can mess up other guys on our defense mm. and what they yeah. do. He can hurt somebody on our team, and we don't know what we're going to get from him. Oh, that was a good little point there. Yeah. Uh, so that, and what, then. What about as a media person? What yeah. is your take? Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. This is your third draft. We right? could be yeah. getting into third dangerous draft. territory. I'm going to preclude this right. now. From when you first got to Bleacher Report yeah. about two and a half years ago to right. now, what have you learned about the media and the way they cover the draft oh. and the opinion makers out there? Ooh, man, this is. A, do we have enough time on this podcast <laughs> yeah, to go be, through this? Be careful. Well, I, well, I think the big my first of all, my first draft of Bleacher Report. Listen, I was still feeling my way out. Uh, I was certainly watching the film trying to evaluate the guys. The big thing with learning how to do the draft is where to value these people. Yes. Where are you going to value them? That's really the most important thing uh, because that's what it's all about, especially the first round. Uh, so those were things I was not sure about yeah. at first. Uh, as time goes on, I think, yeah, I think a lot of these so-called draft experts are full of D S. Yeah, don't say any names. Full of BS, full words. of crap either way. So, yes, uh, and I do wonder what kind of work they're doing. But uh, as I got here more and more, I became more confident because really through my conversations with friends in the NFL, you yeah. the coaches you know I know, the front office people, and I would say, you know, listen, I see this. What do you think? And they, you know, they gave me reassuring confidence. Say, hey, Christopher, your eye is very good. Just trust your eye. You know what yeah. you're talking about. And that allowed me then to start making bold predictions, and that allows me when you guys give me credit for being ahead of the curve maybe yeah. before – 
uh, and I just learned to trust myself and my evaluation. I think, the, I think we're in an interesting stage of the draft where I feel like two, three years ago, if someone had an interesting take, it kind of made ripples. And now, because there's so many opinion makers out right, there, right. no opinion really stands out. Right. You know, no one go, Jared Goff is not as good. Everyone's like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. that's your opinion. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're over that, which is great as a society. Right. Now it's... How many guys can you uncover? How much tape can you watch? How many coaches can you speak to? How many nuggets can you bring to the table? Right. And it's pretty good. So I think that leads us into the next topic, which is setting the record straight. This is our chance. Yeah. You guys have watched a ton of film. I want to get it on the record now. Everyone knows you love Teddy Bridgewater and Alshon Jeffrey. You <laughs> set your claim on that. Yeah. You stake your claim. I want you guys to put your, your big takes that in a few years we're going to look back and go, that was Matt Miller or Chris Sims' opinion. Right. I want to start off with yeah. Matt Miller. What's because your first we will one? save episode 61 of the podcast. Yeah, we're going to save this and watch this because we're going to hold ourselves accountable. Right. So yeah. what do you got? Oh, First as far one. as guys that I'm going to stake my claim on. Yeah, well, claim I guess we can do it on anything. It doesn't just have to be a guy, right? right. I can anything. make it a generality yes. a little bit, right? Oh, well, I think that Noah Spence will be a steal of the draft. Okay. I really do. And I know we're going to talk and about And I know you guys later. differ on this. Right. Yes, we but do. every year, you know, it's like you want that one guy that you're going to be like, I'm putting my name with him. Yes. I think he'll be a steal of the draft. He might be a second rounder. So Thursday night, I'm sure my Twitter feed is going to be awful because people are like, where is this guy at? Why wasn't he drafted? Right. I know the off-field stuff. I'm comfortable with it. Right. I, I've known him for two years, so maybe I'm a little biased because hey. I took the time to get to know the player. But for sure, I think he could be special as an edge rusher. Get him in the right scheme, and oh my gosh, that he is take the off. big he, thing. He with, could be with There's all no these guys. Yeah. I'm going to put this: if they go to a bad situation, if oh, Noah Spence ruined. goes to a place that's not good for him, right. I will give you leniency. But what I will say is, Noah Spence. Matt Miller is now with Noah Spence. Oh, I like it. Oh, Do you, yeah. you, feel, you feel good? I feel good about good. it, yeah. He staked his claim. He could, yeah. he could be a star. He is definitely one of the boomer bust prospects. If he ends up in Baltimore, yeah. he's a pro bowler. Oh, well, that would be great. All right, yeah. give me your stake, your claim. Uh, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz will be one of the five best quarterbacks in football in three years. In that's, th- how, wow. that's how confident <laughs> I am, yes. That sounds amazing. So, so, can we one-up each other on So, this? a top five in three years. I do. I think he has the physical ability to be elite in the game, and that's the first thing you need. The physical yep. ability needs to be there. Yeah. And he's very rare with – listen, this is something I think he's going to actually have to change a little bit You think about he it. runs into contact too in much? Too much. Hey, dude, uh, you are – this is no longer one double-A football. You can't be lowering your shoulders against guys like Bobby Wagner and things like that. Five and three have you years. thought about who the rest of the top five is? Because I'd be curious to know who you think Wentz well, is going to Well, I think like Cam will still be Andrew there. Luck. Andrew Luck will Wilson, certainly be there. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Wilson. And then Rodgers is going to be on the cost right. for five years. Five Five years, right. Yeah. So that's going to be Wait, five. No, you said three years. Oh, three years. So Andrew Luck will still be there. Yes. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He's all over the place. He's losing <laughs> yeah. validity as we speak. You got another stake your claim? I got another one. <laughs> okay. Nick Vanette from Ohio State will be the best tight end out of this draft. Everybody's Ooh. on Hunter Henry. Everybody's on Austin Hooper. He's on Jarrell Adams. Nick Vanette will be the – he scares the crap out of me. Uh, yes. I, I think it'll be Nick Vanette. Uh, Nick Vanette, the number one tight end yep. in this class. I'm in not three, mad at that. I'm I like that. In three years. I'll He's my kind of tight end, though. He can block. Exactly. I don't. Right. The other tight ends in this class. That's why I like Jarrell Adams. Jarrell Adams, and I've heard some bad things about yeah. his ability to, you know, maybe learn, learn things in the classroom, things like that. So that could hurt him. But I agree with you. For my offense, I want a guy that can do both. You right. know, the kid, the kid Hunter Henry uh, at Arkansas. Arkansas. Phenomenal route runner, but I don't know if he'll ever break a tackle. Jason Morrow, Eric Ebron, those guys They're don't scary. translate. They haven't so worked out. Scary. All right, give me another stake your okay, claim. Okay, another stake your claim. Uh, I am going to say this is one of the all-time best cornerback classes Ooh. we've ever seen. All-time? All-time. I think you're going to have a lot of top-end starting corners 
in this class. I'm going to say that. Whether you go to Ramsey, Hargraves, uh, William Jackson, who might be the best of them all, yeah. Eli Apple, uh, Artie Burns, the Fuller kid. You don't even uh, say Mackenzie Alexander. Mackenzie Alexander, I was getting there. DJ White at Georgia, I really like. I think you got a lot of big-time cover corners in this class yeah. where I say – Three, five years now, we look back and go, oh, wow, this is one of the special cornerback classes There's we've ever be a had. a lot of them in the first round, too. So, yeah. Right. It could set records. So, again, I want your Facebook comments about this. We're going to collect them, and we're going to do them at the end of the show because we want to get through this because we're actually going to be having Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle from the Notre Dame University of Notre Dame coming up in a little bit. So I don't want to waste too much time on the comments because I want to give them their full run. Yeah. Do you have more staking claims? I asked you for two or three. Did I tell you two? Uh, yeah, it's all right. I all have right. a lot of stuff. All right, so stuff give me one down. more. Give me your best one because I want to move on right. to the uh, man crush draft. I okay. hate to go negative. You know this. It's okay. Jack Conklin, if he's drafted in the top 15, will be a bust. Whoa. He I, has the worst feet of any offensive tag in this class. Not only are too technical, yeah. people don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But his footwork is all over the place. I know he's mean and he's tough. and right. Oh, he played in the Big Ten. I, I think he's a guard. Uh, I I agree. I mean, I agree with you, actually. Yeah. I think he is one of the more overrated prospects in the draft. Yes, he's got power, physical. I don't think he can play left tackle in the NFL. Right. He has to be a right tackle. Uh, so I'm with you. That's why I like guys like Taylor Decker better than Je- uh, yes. Conklin. Uh, I understand this kid. Yes. But, uh, I, I, I am going to call this. Right. This is called what I call Zach Martin disease. Right. And I, I think now it's been it's been a two year diagnosis. Right. Zach Martin went. We weren't sure if he was a guard or tackle. Right. Was a, maybe might be the best guard in the NFL. Right. We saw it with Brandon Scherf last year. Right. Now we're seeing it with another you know Big Ten offensive lineman. You got questions. Sure. Take him in the top fifteen. So he's saying it's a bust. These are good. I, we need to say this because when he makes a pro bowl, <laughs> right. we're going to remind oh, you. Yeah. Do you have one more? I that do. You yeah. Get off? I mean, Last I have. I mean, first of all, I think the wide receiver class, we're going to look at it and stinks, but I don't even want to use that one, okay? okay. And, uh, mine is going to be Vernon Butler will be the best defensive tackle in, in this draft. Of all the guys. Of all the guys. I just, I'm a big Over Vernon Butler fan. Over your oh, boy Hassan? Yes. Over Hassan Ridgeway. I think this Vernon Butler kid can be this special. This is interesting. Uh, the negative plays I see uh, that, that, that on film – to me, or what I've always told you. Wow. He's asked to do things that are crazy at times. Oh, hey, we want you to be three gaps over, and then at the snap of the ball, can you go down to that gap that's <laughs> six feet over there with two 300-pounders on your back and stop in the hole and just stop everybody? And I think a lot of people who are evaluating him are downgrading him for that, and I would say you could put Ndamukong Sue and ask him the same thing, and he's going to get moved out of the way. Man. All I know is when he goes man-to-man, straight ahead against people, no one can block him, and if he's not asked to stunt or slant, he gets double-teamed, he does not move. That's why I've told you, I really think he's Muhammad Wilkerson. I think he's going to be a star. What do you NFL. think about what he said? No, I, I think he goes in the first round, okay. without a doubt. I, I think Green Bay would be a great fit oh for my him gosh, up front. Yes. Oh. Right. I downgraded him on conditioning. I thought that he, he played a lot of snaps. A lot of snaps in the hot Louisiana right. sun. But I downgraded him on conditioning, that. and that yes. was like the only thing. Like, if if this was not a historically good D-line class, yeah. he would probably be a top 20, top 20. Man, I'll right. tell you what. We have bold predictions slated up later. And what, what do they have bah, left bah, for bold I predictions? Have I do, like, too. Yeah. I got All more. Right, so what we have so far for staking your claims, Sim says that Carson Wentz will be a top five quarterback in three years. It's going to be one of the best cornerback classes we've ever seen. And Vernon Butler will be the number one defensive tackle. You say that if Conklin goes top 15, he's overrated. Yep. I forgot the other two. 
<laughs> Nick, Nick Vanette will Vinette. be the best yeah. tight end. Right. And Noah Spence will be the steal And Noah Spence will be the steal of the draft. Those are six that we Those can find hot. out super yeah, clean. Hot, 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 hot. And, and you know we've nobody done, on like... We've done hundreds of bold predictions videos here in this office. Right. Where the predictions have been kind of bold, but not that bold. Right. But then we call it stake your claim, and you guys you are guys go bold. Out the most hey, ridiculous well, I mean, and this is a network television, like in you know, the network television, like bold predictions right now. I was like Carson Wentz will be the number two quarterback. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that's all right. they're talking Isn't about. Crap. It's all all right, all anyway, hashtag. Enjoy. I can't stand it. Internet, internet, Facebook <laughs> Live. All right, uh, I want to do a man crush draft, and I am in this. So I haven't actually told you, Josh. Can you just go? We're gonna go Miller because he's our guest. I'll be third because I'm a very gracious host. Right. One, two, three, and we're gonna. Oh, so you want me to host this? Yeah, just, all you have to do is say, hey, Miller, it's your turn. Okay, hey, and Miller, we haven't shared these with each other, right? No, I haven't so, told you guys. No, no, let's go with him first. Let's hear I, I think we should let Lefko go first. I I that's a good it. idea. Yeah, Lefko, you're your man apart. crush first. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I am going to go, ooh, because I could try and steal one from you. <laughs> do you want to explain what you mean by man yeah, crush Yeah, so man crush is guys that you've either been watching or researching or looking up that you go, man, I just, I really like this guy. And We're not doing, like, Ezekiel And you're not doing top 10, top 20 guys. Only guys guys that are either like maybe getting in the first round or a little bit later. Right. And because with that in mind, I'm going to go with my man crush who was all year. I'm going to go Jerron Reed. I don't think he's a top 10 guy. Yeah, you're um, safe there. I, every time I watched Alabama this yeah. past year, he was the guy that was like chasing down Deshaun Watson or in the middle just like blowing up people. And I kind of use your way of watching watching the games right. where I go every single time that ball gets snapped, he's in the backfield. Connor, our producer, knows that I said it like in, the, in week two, I just love Jerron Reed. That's so, like the worst play you see on him on film too. Like He, he doesn't was- lose. No, he does not lose. That's so, what I and I, I do think that we're an interesting time because a lot of Alabama guys get a bad rap because of the Trent Richardson and because of a few of the the uh, who is the cornerback that got drafted by the Dean Jets, Milner. D. Right. Milner, where yeah. they're like, oh, they make them look better than they are. Right. Big people are big people, yes, and I don't are. know if you can if you can punk someone by by. Well, he's not really that big. No, you're you're he's that huge. big. Yeah, All you're right. that big. You're that strong, and you're in the SEC, which has the most. All right, Miller gets the second right. pick. Oh, it's Miller. Yeah. I was hosting. All right, Miller, it's your pick. (laughs) Okay, I went deep on these, so I didn't go first round. You said no first rounder, so... I went Kenneth Dixon, running back from Louisiana Tech. Okay, okay. I know he had one. some fumbles in his career. I actually think that's a fixable trait for running backs a it little is. bit. He, he has inside-outside power. He finishes runs with pop for being a smaller guy. Great receiver out of the backfield. I, I think in a, in a NFL that's going more to passing and being a third down back, he's going to find a role. I compared him to Devonta Freeman. Right. Who I had have a great not watched video of this guy, so take me through. Can, I know you no, like him too. He's a I stud. He, look, I mean, he has open field speed, open field. and he will. He will put some wood on you if you come down to tackle him. He's really? not afraid of pop. How are the they getting these juice. kind of athletes, Vernon Butler, Kenneth Dixon, to Louisiana right. Tech? Is right. it just the area? They were actually a really good team this past year. Yeah, I think they're getting the sleepers that don't go to LSU. Ooh. And, Ooh. Yeah, he is, and he was Ooh, great like at hips. the Senior Bowl. Great at the Senior yeah, Bowl. He's so. gonna be, he's made for the NFL because of Without what Miller just said. He, he's going to be equally as valuable in the pass game. So like a West Coast offense that's going to go, hey, we'd like to give him the ball 18 times a game as a running back, but we're going to throw it to him another 10 or 12 times. He's going to be right up there. Imagine out. him in New England. Yeah, well, New England would be phenomenal, right? All right, exactly. who's your first man crush? Oh, oh, my first. I'm so. Josh, please. You're so bad at this. Hey, Sims, it's your turn. Who's your first man crush? Well, my first, <laughs> I'm going to stay uh, where my heart is. My first man crush is somebody you just brought up, is my man Hassan Ridgeway. Yes. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway will probably, yes, <laughs> not go in the first round, but I think he is one of the best defensive tackles in the draft. And I really look at him and go, oh, man. 
He's got some elite physical ability. That's yep. what I love. Again, I think he's being downgraded a little bit because of what he's asked to do sometimes uh, on the defensive line and because of what you said, plays too many snaps. And I played at Texas. Yeah. It's 100 degrees in November. You're going to get tired at the end right. of the game right. you're D-tackle. But all you do is turn this film on, and it doesn't matter what position he's at or what it is. He's in the backfield. He's disruptive. He can hold his ground. So he is certainly one of my man crushes. You told me, too, when you were watching Malcolm Brown last year, this guy popped yes. off the table he a little does. bit, too. And, 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 I mean, the Cal game, he was unblockable. I mean, there's certain games where, you know, I wrote it in my notes, he is taking turns oh. whooping the crap yes. out of everybody on the yes. offensive line. It's been a big change for the podcast now that we're yeah, on the we swearing crap. We can't curse <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Adam, it's your turn. Who's your next man crush? All right. I am going to try and steal one here, and this is another fringe first-rounder. I'm taking Jihad Ward. Oh, good one. Uh, Jihad Ward, native of Philadelphia, went to New York, uh, defensive lineman from Illinois. Uh, he went to JUCO in New York, and the, the, yep. the schedule that he had to go through to play football shows me that he's a fighter. And right. I know that's like a lot of ancillary information, but when you watch him on film, uh, when when you allow me to watch him on film, <laughs> he has a really long type that I see out of the San Francisco defensive ends, like the Aaron Lynches and stuff yeah, like that. Right. But you also see he destroys down the line when he's playing running backs. This is a perfect example. Right. Man, I could be an analyst. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, I love any big man, too, that's wearing long numbers like 17. He just kind of has that jump, and he kills people. Kills when people. he hits running backs, you can almost hear the when you're watching right. it on without sound. Right. I think he could be a first-rounder. I think so, too. I would too. not be surprised and if And there's video him. on his Instagram of him doing the Dominique dunk, and oh, he's, he's over freak. 300 pounds. Right. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'm I would take go. that. The Eagles don't have a second or third Listen, round Listen, we pick, talked about corners. The, the, we could, this could be, and we've said it, I know, but it could be a record set for defense alignment. If a run starts, it sure could be could. really interesting. Matt Miller, your next man crush. I'll stay on the D-line. How about Sheldon Day at Notre Dame? Mm. He's small. I don't care. He has the best motor in college football. I've seen him run down screens. Right. Bubble screens. I mean, he's right. getting out of the hash. Played a, a little bit out of position for Notre Dame in their 3-4. I think he's a three technique, a pass rusher in the NFL, but I love his ability. He was just a little bigger. He's like 6'1", 285. Right. So he kind of has that Will Sutton type build. Like the build. kid from Clemson last year. Yes. Uh, Jer- Grady Jarrett. Just like Grady right, Jarrett. Exactly. So then what team can take Sheldon Day and make it work? Well, I think anyone who values versatility up front, the Arizona Cardinals could take him. Mm. Uh, he would be fine in New England. Right. I think even in Chicago, Vic Fangio could find a way to use him because he's had some of those smaller Glenn Dorsey type of defensive linemen. But his motor runs hot all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I would really say any 4-3 teams going to like that kid, too. I haven't studied him because you know, I'm only really responsible for the first two rounds and change. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen him in passing and knew of him. Uh, yeah, and I, mean, I know he's a team leader too. And yeah, all that four stuff. three teams can love him too because again he can play D end or three technique yep. in passing That's situations. That's Sheldon Rankin's mold. Exactly right, that kind of guy. Chris right. Sims, your next man crush. Oh, this shut your really mouth, Adam Left. This is hard. My next Which man you crush. Breakdown film live. So. Uh, yes. You know who do you trail. guys want me to go with? I could go. I'm. A, I one of my first round. It could be go Reggie deep. Ragland. No, go deep. I really love my TJ Green. Yeah. Okay. All I mean, right. He's probably going round one now. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to think anymore. Or I. We've talked about him too, Jarrell Adams. I could go any of those three. Do TJ. TJ Green. I really love TJ Green. Yeah. I think he could be a superstar. You mentioned him, and three weeks later, we saw him on every major network, people talking about thanks, him. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate Facebook that. Live. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, TJ Green, I think when you look at him, and I know we talked about him a little yesterday when we did this, but uh, I, I look at guys like Jalen Ramsey and go, oh, wow, we're in wow with Jalen Ramsey. And I go, here's TJ Green, the same size, he's faster. Uh, He's a good a tackler. Yep. Uh, now, he didn't play the corner position. He's really only played safety, you know, a year and change, really. But uh, I think there's tremendous upside with this kid. I mean, 
I hate to always say this, but I, I've never seen a guy who I had more fun watching him run down people in football. Uh, I mean, it was it, it was mind-boggling. Yeah. I was just I was always like, man, I hope this guy breaks a long <laughs> one so I can watch TJ hawk him down. That's awesome. And the fact that he could do it to some of the elite running backs they played on a regular basis, like I said, Delvin Cook. Yeah. I mean, he can run those guys down. You're like, man, he's not even in sixth gear and he's running them All down. Right, I'm just taking this over because I want to be quick. Please uh, do. My next uh, man crush. I'm going Devontae Booker. Running back out of Utah. Yeah, sure. Uh, main reason is I remember watching him late night one night, and the hands on this kid yeah. catching the ball. I think it's he had unreal. like 80 receptions yeah. in like in like two years or something like that. Right. Uh, I love his build. He kind of reminds me of the kid uh, uh, Abdullah that Detroit took Abdullah, last year. Right. Uh, I don't think he is a premier running back that's going to like really be a feature back, but you watch the way this dude cuts. Yes. I mean, he's Chef yeah. Tony. He's cutting people up, and I, I just think he is the new age. you got to have one of these guys. And Come on. Look at that. Come on. That's the problem, though, right Tell there. Me. That's the only problem. Doesn't have a burst acceleration. It's afterwards. always, it's always. Oh, just got, oh, just got tackled. There yeah. it is. It's, we've seen three clips of it. It's everything. That would be my one negative. He is going to have a really productive. <laughs> you know the negative I heard. Uh, he messed his meniscus up at the end of the year, and he had to have two surgeries to clean it up. Ooh. So with a running back. Hey, Devontae, still yeah. got my man crush yeah. on you, dude. But he's, he's a, a really good player. player. I, yeah. His hands, man. Yeah. Running back with those. I hands. guess Cal. He was snagging it on the sideline like a receiver. So. Um, this guy's going to the first round, but I don't care. I love him. Ryan Kelly, Alabama mm. center. Yeah. I, I think I told you guys, I was watching film, and it was like, uh, he's probably a second rounder. And then I had to write a negative, and I couldn't find one. And I was right. like, okay, I think I valued this guy wrong because he is dominant. Huh. No penalties, yeah. no sacks allowed, right. 20 knockdowns. He gets to the second level. He's mean. He just bullies linebackers. You plug him into the middle of your line and don't worry about it for 10 or 12 years. Yes. If the Colts were smart, and I don't know if they are, they would draft him at 18 and protect It's almost Andrew like Luck. giving when Peyton had Jeff Saturday, if this guy is as good as you say, it's giving Andrew Luck finally his Jeff Saturday. He it's like good. Travis Frederick, Weston Rickberg. Yeah, like. right, yes. right. Yeah. Exactly right. It's a, he is. I mean, I, I, you he, like the kid a lot. I do like him. He's clearly the best center in the draft. There is a few uh, good centers, but yeah. he is clearly the cream of the crop. And, I mean, if, I look at, like, the Seattle Seahawks, too. I know you said oh the Colts, which would fit. Well, they got rid of Max Unger. Exactly right. I mean, he could fit perfectly. All right, so I'm letting you guys know right now. Yeah. We went to the bullpen. Right. Ryan Stanley couldn't make it. Uh, Eli Apple's coming up okay, in a few cool. minutes. So we're going to talk to one of the we better talk corners to him up about there. the fact that he can't cook. Why? Oh, anonymous scouts today. this morning. His mom said this, right? And anonymous oh, no, we're gonna talk about that. says this. In the yeah. meantime, I'd like to get some Facebook comments, and I'm being told from producer Josh that we have some Facebook comments. So let's put them in and talk to the people of the F-Book. Nico Bow, do you think Mo Wilkerson will be traded during the draft? We've heard this before. I think I, it's a big possibility. I think he'll be dangled out there. I in think front they of would everybody. love to. Do you think it happens? I I'll don't say yes. Hear. They only have six picks in this draft. Even though they won nine games last year, this is not that good of a roster. You have a new regime. Does it happen there. on night one? I. I would say day two because day I think two. they could get a second-round pick. Do you him. think it happens? Uh, I think they're – if you put a gun to my head, I would say no. First of all, if I'm the Jets, I would definitely say no. He's the best defensive player right. on your team, okay? But, the, but uh, having said all that, this is where I think it could happen. Who would trade for him? That's, That's the Oakland. question. Well, that, or this is the other thing I look at and go, you know what could be interesting with this whole situation? The Jets, I believe, are interested in Paxton Lynch. If Paxton Lynch is on the board – say, let's say it's anywhere from 12 to 20, right, in that region. Yeah. And there's the Jets sitting there at 20, and they're going, ooh, okay, maybe we need to get up to 13 and steal that from Miami to get Paxton Lynch. That's where I think 
the mm. Muhammad Wilkerson conversation could come into play. Maybe Tennessee at 15. Tennessee could use some defensive linemen. You know, a team I heard that wants to move back is Detroit at 16. They, they could so use they a D tackle. No doubt about it. You're right. It's a so. very good thought, right? They've lost a lot of big men in the last few years. So if that happens, those you are heard little it here things first. that I look at. You know, yeah, whether it happens, yes or no, I don't know. But. I need you to focus because you're going to need to focus in the NFL when you're facing a premier young cornerback like <laughs> Eli Apple. Don't call him banana. It's Eli Apple. <laughs> well, and he's extra cool, man, because he's from Jersey. Jersey. What's up, Dirty Jers? South Jersey, Voorhees, close to Philadelphia. Hey. Wait, hold on. So what is this? They were just talking about not knowing how to cook. First of all, I don't really care. But <laughs> what what, hap- what is this thing about you not being able to cook? I have no idea. Um, it just came out today, I guess, out of nowhere. It was an anonymous scout or something. and um, I don't know where he got that from. Like I'm a great cook. Yeah, what if if the president is coming over to your house for dinner? What is Eli Apple cooking for him? Uh, you know, some ribs, probably some rice on the side, beans or whatever, whatever he wants. Really. I like that. Going with ribs. Man, I'm yeah. not eating anything he cooks. Okay, Why? I'm just telling. You, I don't know. He don't look like a good cook. He looks like a good corner, but he does not look like a good cook. Uh, when you study this guy on film, what would you want to ask him? Oh, man. Well, uh, first of all, extremely impressive on film. Uh, my thing I want to ask you right now is. Do you have a good feel for where and what teams like uh, what teams like you, and kind of where are you at with this draft right now? You just wanted to get here and be over with. Just your overall thoughts there. Uh, I'm really enjoying the whole process right now with my family. So once in a lifetime type of process, but I'm enjoying everything. And uh, the teams that kind of like me are like the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, and the Steelers. They all have shown by. Um, you know, most interest out of everybody, for sure. And I like them a lot, too. So. Yeah. Yes. I would say Buccaneers, you're not going to be there for Pittsburgh. Okay. That's yeah. probably not going to happen. Well, hold on. You know what? Actually, let me try something really yeah. quick. Yeah. You were told that the Raiders liked you when you were in the draft. Right. And you thought you might go in the first round. Right. And it lasted all the way to the third round. Right. Eli is being projected uh, to go pretty high. Yeah. What, what would you tell him mindset-wise to just enjoy draft night and not stress yourself out? Yeah, well, I mean, he's in a great position, Eli. I mean, just enjoy the ride because you're going to go in the first round. You're going to go in – really, he's going in the first round. We know that. So yeah. uh, just enjoy it. He's right. You're with your family, all that. But the other thing is, do you have any specifics as far as scheme you want to be a part of? Because, like, you're a perfect fit for the Dolphins and the Raiders and what they do with their corners. Uh, do you look at things like that, or are you just saying, like, just draft me and I'll figure it out when I get there? Um, yeah, I feel like I can adjust to any system. I feel like uh, I'm a good all-around corner that can play this position, you know. Uh, so I'm not looking at any type of system. I just want to play my main coverage or whatever the coach tells me to do. And just do well. That's the right answer. I would possible. say <laughs> how much competition is there? There are, what, five Ohio State guys there. How much competition is there amongst you to be the first Buckeye off the board? I mean, there's got to be some bragging rights there with all your teammates. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's any. Eli, I mean, I know you've seen the other corners. I don't know if you've seen them on film or at least you probably watched them during the college football season if they were on TV. Who is, you know, let's take Jalen Ramsey out of the discussion who everyone's viewing as the top guy. But who is a corner in the draft, uh, and it doesn't have to be one of the top guys, that jumps out to you that you've seen, whether in person playing against them or on TV, that you said, man, that kid can play. He's going to open up some eyes in the NFL. Right. Um, 
man, I love Vernon Hargraves, of course. That's my guy from uh, high school, you know. Uh, we came in together, same recruiting class, and uh, he jumps off the yeah. tape. We watch him a little bit, just uh, everything he does. I've always liked him a little bit. Um, somebody like a close friend, kind of. Especially now, um, just seeing him around here in Chicago, talking to him a lot. Uh, he's somebody I like a lot. There's a lot of guys, too. Mackenzie Alexander, uh, William Jackson. I just uh, met him you know, recently. He's a good dude, too, as well. Great corner, as well. Uh, so I'm trying to pick things from everybody a little bit. You never can just uh, learn too much. As a All right, I got, I got one more question for Eli Apple. We're going to let him go because I know he's a very busy man. And this is a question from the movie The Intern that I think is random, and I'd like to see how your mind works. Uh, Eli, if you were in a blender and you were the size of a pea, how would you get out? <laughs> What's the question? You're the size of a pea, and you're in a blender. How do you get out? <laughs> All right, Eli, honestly, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. The main thing we want to tell you is have fun. Oh, first of all, what are you doing with Old Spice right now? What are you working on? Uh, you know, right now I'm really working with heads and shoulders, and uh, they're really doing a great job in the uh, Play free and everything, so uh, I'm with them as well. You know, just them and my family. You know, they're really helping me stay nice uh, and fresh. So. Yeah, you do look fresh, Eli. Congratulations, good luck wherever you go in the NFL draft. We're really rooting for you, man, and kick some butt, dude. Enjoy this. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Good luck. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. He's, All right. He's so I like uh, living in Miami. I'd like the record show. <laughs> right. That, that so, was the dumbest question in the history of media? Well, no, camp, camp. No, that was a good question. That was pitiful. You answer the question. <laughs> if I was the size of a pea and I had to get out of a blender? Yeah, what are you going to do? I have, like, but I'm a human, but I'm the size of the pea? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, how full, if the blender's really full, I'm going to climb up the other stuff and get out. I don't know. I would, do I still have my strength? Yes. Oh, then I could climb out. Oh, because you're so strong. Okay. <laughs> no, but it, uh, if you're that small, uh, like an ant. Man, like head, an ant. was it head and shoulders or degree? Old it Spice. Was, uh, old Spice behind that All right. He, said, a, he the, said head and shoulders. He said head and shoulders? Yeah. I couldn't really hear him all that well. I, I don't couldn't think he could hear, hear us all that well. Eli either. Apple, he, no, don't draft. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I want, I, Better Eli, corner than interviewee. Yeah, exactly. he was great. All <laughs> right, so we got some Facebook comments. Make fun of me because I was so out Walter of control. Walter Cronkite called. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst question <laughs> in the history of media. Yeah, I thought it would be funny. All right, <laughs> Philip Jordan Campbell asks, what do you consider the Panthers' most pressing need? And this is very interesting after Josh Norman yeah. is now vanquished. What do you think, Mr. Mock Draft? I think corner is a big need, offensive tackle, defensive end, but this is a, a franchise that they draft for future need, not current need. Mm. Now you look at what they've done the past few years. Kelvin Benjamin, uh, they didn't go offensive tackle right. even though Jordan Gross had retired. Last year, Shaq the, they, Thompson, Shaq Thompson outside take, linebacker right. for Thomas Davis eventually. Yes. So right. I would look at strong safety. Keanu Neal would be in play for them. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Dodd, if he's still there, maybe they go defensive end because Charles Johnson's getting older, but yes. I don't think Josh Norman leaving means that Dave Gettleman's going to draft a corner. Right. right. They uh, needed a corner anyways, though. Even when they had Josh yes. Norman, yeah. I would argue they need secondary help. So, that, I mean, Let's yeah. rip through some Facebook questions because we've been waiting for this moment. So next one up is Michael Gonzalez. Michael, thank you, brother. Ooh. Which team 
team would be the best fit scheme-wise for Chris Jones, yeah. defensive yeah. tackle out of Mississippi State, who you recently ranked very high out of all the defensive tackles. Yeah, Where would you like to see Chris Jones go? I'm going to give you the Sims scouting report. Right, go Extremely ahead. big, extremely physical. I mean, look at him. His great plays are fantastic, yes. but he's got a little Kimdichi in terms of sometimes he doesn't show up all the time. Yeah, but well, when he does... Uh, yes, there's times where you go, I wish he would just whoop everybody's butt all the time. There's times where he can disappear for a little little stints. But uh, I played with Albert Hainsworth with the Tennessee Titans, and this is who this guy reminds me of. Albert Ooh. Hainsworth? Yes, he does. That he would be the So where would you like him to go? Man, well, first thing you got to know with, like, with guys like him, it doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to be awesome yeah. in every scheme. Really? He'll be unstoppable. Yes. He's like your Fletcher Cox. with Marcel the, Darius. Right. It just yeah. doesn't matter. They're so big. They're so athletic at that size. He's going to be perfect in any scheme. Uh, you know, we're, we're saying, what, Chris Jones is probably somewhere in the – can be anywhere from 10 to 25, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah. Uh, any 3-4 team can love him because he can play DN. He can play nose tackle. He right. can do it all. Uh, so I don't know if there's an exact answer He fits there. anywhere. He really yeah. does. Chris he fits Jones anywhere. is his own scheme. I think fit. Washington would be a fun place for him mm. just yeah. because of what they've done. And they did just lose Pot Rose. Pot Rose and Jason Hatcher retired. Facebook comment Hulk question number three in a row. Yeah. What do we got this time from Alex Reeveman? Who will be the biggest reach in round one? So this is a prediction. Yeah. Which guy do you think is going to go earlier than maybe oh, he should? Me, Ooh. me, We're me. We're going to say the same guy. Me, me, me. Go for it. Connor Cook. Ooh, we're I not going to say I guy. think Connor Cook has a chance to go at the end of round one, and he has no business being in the first round of the draft. That's, it's insulting to the quarterback profession. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, he's listen. He's a good player. He's done a lot of good things, but uh, I, I don't. I don't know this, but I get the feeling somebody's going to try to get him at the end of the first. And yeah. I don't think there's biggest reach. First round talent. If Connor Cook goes in the first round, we're going to kill it. By the way, we are not going to either of us going to like yeah. that. I would say Jack Conklin uh, would okay. be a big reach because we're. This guy like is being talked about right now. Overall, number 10. maybe yeah. top ten player. I yeah. don't know what people are seeing. Not to sorry, Jack. Not to make this. Yeah, it's okay. About you all day, it's, it's not. And here's the thing that I don't think people realize. If if I had to like stake my claim on something, it's that because a guy gets drafted at ten, he is not an overrated player. The GM reached too much. So when a player doesn't pan out, it's not the player's fault. Right. The GM yeah. took him too right. earlier. The player just got drafted then. Mm-hmm. Just like Tom Brady was not a a bad player that overexceeded potential. No. The GMs just didn't see the right stuff. All right, let's go. Another Facebook comment question. Where are we going? Jorge Gordillos, who will end up being a better back? I like this. Ezekiel Elliott or Todd Gurley? If you get asked it a lot, what do you say? I always say Todd Gurley. I think he's just a little more explosive. Like They're both very, very good backs. I like them both a lot. I think Todd Gurley is special. He might be the best running back in the NFL already. Mm. Like, it's just, there's just something there, that little extra. Sims? I think I would go with Gurley as well. I it's do. tough, though. I just think, yeah, it is very tough because Ezekiel Elliott is phenomenal. Uh, but I think I would go with Gurley just because of what you said. I think uh, Gurley's explosiveness, the ability to accelerate through mm-hmm. a hole is pretty special. That's the one thing I think I didn't evaluate high enough on him and coming out. Now, Zeke is special, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, yeah I think in, at the day's end, I think I would rather I think go Gurley. I know we always want to say Adrian Peterson. I think he's shiftier than Adrian mm. Peterson. He's like, I don't know that there's a comp for Todd Gurley. Yeah, we're going to find out. The only question is, is health. Ezekiel always seems to be healthy. Yes, that's true. Uh, All right, we're going to do one more Facebook, and I want to do quickly after that their last bold prediction. So one bold prediction. So let's go to Facebook comments. Duncan Manutes, I love this. Do your podcast every day on here. And if I cut it right, there are eight exclamation points on that, which is a great use of that 
thing. Punctuation. Punctuation. Yeah, wait a whole I like Duncan. I like Duncan too. We're having a great time on the podcast. All right, so now I want your bold oh. prediction. You may have multiple. Oh, yeah. Pick your Forgot biggest mine. one. Oh. I'm going to give my bold prediction first. Okay. Uh, and my bold prediction, I you guys kind of like stepped all over it. I'm going to say half of the first round is defensive linemen and defensive backs. So 16 of the 31 picks will be corners or defensive linemen. I like it. That's a good bold Ooh. prediction. Thanks, Because it bro. could happen. If everything falls yeah. right, you're going to look like Nostradamus. I think right around the teens is where there's going to be a lot of movement. And I think from 7 on to like 25 – all of those teams, that's their two biggest needs, yeah. and it's two really deep positions. Right. And I also think once those D linemen start going, I think you're going to start going, we need to trade up. We don't want to be left without yeah. anybody. That's my bold prediction. Right. Like what it. do you got, Miller? I, I was going to go very, very specific. I had a couple of these. I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to call Will Fuller 22 to Houston. Whoa. Will okay. Fuller, wide receiver 22 to Houston. Houston. Yep. Give like one that. more bold Boom. prediction. Oh, one more. Okay. Yeah, one more. Uh, I want one William more. Jackson from Houston, 25 to Pittsburgh. Ooh. So William Jackson to Pittsburgh, William Fuller to Houston. And if I'm wrong, you guys can get in the comments. Yeah, if, you're, if he's it. wrong, let's remind him about uh, it. Because you're way, above. Either way, they're good thoughts. I, th- I say William Jackson's off the board at tw- before 25. He's should be. I, I like William Jackson a lot. Okay. Shout out to Eli Apple, by the way. I got two quick ones. Uh, he ain't gonna like the first one. Paxton Lynch will be better than golf in uh-huh. three to five years. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Oh, so yes. hold on, hold on. there we go. Wow, man. How do you like that, Facebook? So, so he is saying, <laughs> just write this down. That that uh, Wentz, that the Philadelphia Eagles Wentz, yes. Carson Wentz will be a top five quarterback in three years, and then in five years, Paxton Lynch will be better than Jared Goff. Yes. Whew. Yes. When you bold. think bold, think Chris Sims. All right, and your other bold prediction. My other one, I'm going to – this is really bold, but I really think it's a possibility. I think Kenyon Drake could be the best running back in this whole draft class when all said and done. Because again, Over Ezekiel, over Derrick Henry, yes, who was the number one I, running back on his right, team. Right. I think this kid could be Jamal Charles in the NFL. He yes. talked about the Kenneth Dixon from Louisiana Tech, and we talked about he's made for the NFL. Kenyon Drake – has just as much power as Dick, more power than Dixon, but the same kind of guy, except I think he's even more explosive. I mean, we all know Kenya yep. Drake. I don't need to say a lot. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay that healthy. That is the question. I'll give you the caveat. If he stays healthy, yes. he could be the best. This, he'll be the best. He'll be better than Derrick Henry. He is special in the open field. He's almost un, You can't tackle him one-on-one. Uh, he, of course, has great returning skills. You can line him up as a slot receiver, and you could go, damn, is he a slot receiver? I mean, that's how – He s- does kind of have a John Brown look to he's him. He's a gifted runner, but, yeah, he's, what, six foot, 212? He's, right. he's got all the Jamal Charles Man. measurables. That's who I compare him to. And whether people know this or not, Jamal Charles is one of the ten greatest running backs in the history of football. Yeah. But we don't really know it because he's not on a There's great no Kansas team. There's no Texas bias on this side of the All I know is the guy is only, he's only got five <laughs> yards per carry. There's right. only, like, one other running no, back you're in the history of football crazy. that's done yeah. that. Right. Uh, nothing like going out with a bang. Bold predictions. I hope you guys wrote this down because we are more than willing to live up to it if we are right or wrong. Matt Miller, uh, Chris Sims, we are going to be live here tomorrow, 2 o'clock, Bleacher Report Facebook. We're going to give you that final rundown, getting ready for the draft. And then during the draft, we are going to be going live for four hours, starting right before that 8 o'clock start time, doing every pick, showing you behind the scenes, live on Bleacher Report. We'll have gossip tomorrow, too. I will have things to tell you from teams and coaches. And you're willing to share it. I will share them tomorrow. So here's the difference. These guys are not on TV. We do not have any rights with the NFL right. to where yeah. we can't talk about things. So you're just you're you're I'm gonna, empty in the you're just going to empty it out. It's coming out. We are 
emptying yep. out the right. draft notebook tomorrow at 2. I'll say goodbye for them. Fendrick, give a good old wave. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Uh, Gabe, get that sticky finger up there really quick. Perfect control room. Say goodbye. The beautiful control room. You guys are awesome. Buenos dias. The notebook is being emptied tomorrow, 2 o'clock. And for all the loyal Sims and Lefko listeners, we love you. Always follow us on Twitter, at Sims and Lefko. Subscribe on iTunes. Maybe leave a comment. We don't have a prompter, so I can just sign out. Love you. Peace. Peace out, homies.